0: Hey, welcome to Bible Chunks, where we read through the Bible in the chunks or sections based on themes that it was designed to be read in, so we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name's Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today we'll be reading 1 Timothy 1.1 through 4.5, 56 verses today. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by command of God our Savior, and of Christ Jesus our hope, to Timothy, my true child in the faith. Certain persons, by swerving from these, have wandered away into vain discussion, desiring to be teachers of the law without understanding either what they are saying or the things about which they make confident assertions. Now, we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully. Understanding this, that the law is not laid down for the just, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane. For those who strike their fathers and mothers, for murderers, the sexually immoral, men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine, in accordance with the gospel of the glory of the blessed God with which I have been entrusted. I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service. Though formerly I was a blasphemer, persecutor, Jesus Christ might display His perfect patience as an example to those who are, in, who are to believe in Him for eternal life. To the King of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This charge I entrust to you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies previously made about you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience, By rejecting this, some have made shipwreck of their faith, among whom are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have handed over to Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved, and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. For this I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I am telling the truth, I am not lying, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. I desire, then, that in every place the men should pray, lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling, Likewise also that women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel, with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly attire, but with what is proper for women who profess godliness, with good works. Let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness. I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she's to remain quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. Yet, she will be saved through childbearing if they continue in the faith and love and holiness with self-control. The saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of an overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must, must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money, For those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. I hope to come to you soon, but I'm writing these things to you so that if I delay, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, a pillar and buttress of the truth. Great indeed, we confess, is the mystery of godliness. He was manifested in the flesh, vindicated in the Spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among the nations, believed on in the world, taken up in glory. Now the Spirit expressly says that in later times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons, though through the insecurity of liars whose consciences are sealed, who forbid marriage and require abstinence from foods that God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving for it's made holy by the word of God and prayer. So we begin the book of 1 Timothy today, and we remember who Timothy was. He was Paul's protege. He was a man that After Paul and Barnabas split up, uh, Paul took Timothy under his wing uh, and took him along with him for his second missionary journey. And so we know that Timothy, his mother, was also a believer and he was raised up to an extent in the faith. And Paul was able to take him along with him teaching and alongside Paul uh, proclaiming the good news in various cities and planting churches. We also know that Timothy helped Paul to write some of the books that we've already read, uh, Ephesians and Philippians, Colossians and Galatians, and we now see that Timothy is um, in Ephesus as a pastor there, and so this is this is being written later on as Paul has headed to Macedonia and left Timothy in Ephesus in order to establish. The church there, not just plant it, but help to establish it, to, to guide it, to direct it. And it seems as though there's certain factions within the church, and similar to what we've read in in different letters, some of those factions are trying to guide people, uh, guide the church, Gentiles, uh, into back into the law, without understanding the the difference between the old covenant and the new covenant, and they're trying to they're trying to put bondage on people within the church. Now Paul says we know that the law is good if you use it lawfully. So he's saying that the law coming from God is a good thing and it reveals how we're to interact with and in the world. But if you use it as chains for people in order to put them into bondage rather than to allow them to live in the Spirit and the freedom that they have in Christ, leading them into truth, then it becomes not good that the, the motivation behind your trying to get people to obey the law is not good. It may be that you desire people to have holiness but to do it in your own strength rather than trusting in the spirit that's not good and that's what Paul's trying to direct Timothy to do. He's, you know he, he lists a lot of things that the law forbids and he says these are, these are things that should be forbidden but, those are things that the Spirit reveals to us. Those are things that we know as born-again believers that we're not to walk into these things. So these, these men are puffing themselves up by looking down on others and trying to really to control their actions rather than letting God control their actions and getting puffed up by, by going through endless genealogies and things that seem like wisdom but in reality have no fruit attached to them. He, he, Rather than that, Paul tells them, this is how you're to act. You're to receive your food with thanksgiving. You're to receive all good things with thanksgiving towards Christ because God has made all things. And And you're to pray at all times. And so he's he's saying there's this real temptation for people to take control over what God is doing rather than allow the Holy Spirit to be the Holy Spirit, rather than to allow God to be God. And we try to do what, um, what only God can do, and that leads people into, uh, into devastation. And he lists a couple here, Hymenaeus and Alexander, who Paul had a, whole, a, a difficult time with, and, and handed over to Satan, so that they may learn not to blaspheme. And we don't know exactly the situation there, but it seems that Hymenaeus and Alexander weren't holding the faith in a good conscience, but have rejected that and were trying to go back to the law and teaching things that they didn't fully understand. So Paul is he's pleading with Timothy and encouraging him to hold fast to the message that, that Paul had taught him over and over and that he himself had taught to the churches that he's planted. And then he lists some qualifications for elders and for deacons. And these are all, all of these uh, qualifications are moral qualifications. They're, they're, uh, they're things that have to do with who you are rather than your ability. The only difference between the elder and the deacon qualifications is that the elders are able to teach. So these people who are in charge of the church, here's the standard for which you should, they should meet. Uh, they, should, they need to meet this particular standard. Not drunkards, not lovers of money, not greedy, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable. And the one qualification that elders need, that deacons aren't listed there, is that they are able to teach. And so um, he, he then goes into a, a short uh, poem or uh, a little pre-written thing that was likely passed around throughout the churches in order to help them to remember that the Christ was manifested in the flesh. He was vindicated by the Spirit. He was seen by angels and proclaimed among the nations, believed on in the world, and taken up into glory. And then he reminds, Paul, uh, he reminds Timothy that some people are going to depart from what we're teaching. That's to be expected, but do your best to, uh, to train them up and to establish God's church in a way that it's going to thrive, it's going to flourish, and Christ will be magnified and glorified in it. And so, as we wrap up today, I'd ask you to consider, what does this section of scripture tell us about who God is? What does it tell you about yourself? And then finally, what was it that the Holy Spirit was teaching while we were reading? Take those thoughts, turn them into prayers, and we'll be right here again tomorrow. Till then...